five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We've got a humdinger. We got one of the best articles I've read in I don't know, maybe this year. Um, it's by Jeff Terran from Gunderson Direct, and it'll give you insights into why direct marketing is a can't lose strategy. Long term, it is the way to go. And uh, we'll have some fun before that. So let's get back to the let's get back to the fun. And here we go. This is an uh, this is a Heineken commercial from a couple of years ago. The lady's just getting out of a cab and she's unloading and puts the turkey on the roof. And you can imagine it's about funny things that happen uh, during the holidays and how that's how you embrace the holidays. Don't fight it. Just go with it. Here we go. Now it, the husband burns the roast, and he gets a takeout meal, and they all get burgers. This guy was trying to light the fireworks, and they didn't go off, but now they did. Nobody cares anymore. And there's the cabbie, and he's... <laughs> Driving along with the turkey on the roof, but not for long, probably. So InBev seems to be eliminating the U.S. CMO role. I mean, do we really care? No, but it's it's just it just shows you where the power is, right? I've been talking about this for years. When you're the C, if you get to be CMO, uh, you'll find out that the people who control the money control the CMO, and they don't really think of you as necessary. Uh, except as a commodity to do some creativity, throw some creativity in now and then, but don't throw too much in. That's the mistake here. If you get too creative, if we get too wild and crazy, you know what? It costs us a lot of money. Marketing can cost money. You know, I think I think uh, Bud Light found that out, and so they're flattening out uh, chief commercial uh, uh, chief commercial officer Kyle Norrington will be overseeing the marketing. What? Chief Commercial, what CCO is, I've never heard of that before, but, you know, anything to have, anything but a CMO. And some other guys, Chief Sales Officer, guys, I emphasize, uh, Simon Wustenberg, that's a nice name. Uh, High-end business unit president, Andy Thomas, will now be reporting directly to the CEO. So they, they have a couple of people that are going to share the responsibility of CMO. That's gone. And uh, they're going to talk to Brendan Whitworth to reduce layers within the organization. Okay. Buds come out big. More support for the NFL and college football. The official beer partner of the UFC. You know, hoot, hoot, hoot. <laughs> we're real men at Budweiser, except who drink Bud Light? <laughs> I was trying to think of what the official beer of WDMA should be, you know, if I had my pick, it'd probably be Lining Kugels. Liney's Red, one of my very favorites. You know, I like Yingling, but it's in Pennsylvania, and I don't think we have any members in Pennsylvania, so it's not going to be Yingling. An AI experiment made surprisingly pleasant, a surprisingly pleasant Twitter. 500 different personas, and they built four different Peter Thornburg, 
the lead scientist, built 500 different personas, and then he used four different major algorithms, the echo chamber, the discover, the bridging algorithm. Okay, and uh, here's the backstory from Adam Rogers, and it's really worth reading um, because it tells you the personas and it tells you all that's going on, and it tells you some of the history of this AI-type simulation testing. And the real point I wanted to make, which I haven't yet, was that part of the... Part of the fun, you know, if you don't think AI can take over your job, here's how it can take over your job. Let's say you're really creative. Let's say you write creative headlines, creative copy, and all that. The most creative things that you can do as a human, right? And you know what humans like, and you know how to sell to humans. So that's your job, and you're well paid for that. So now I'm going to take, I'm going to take AI, and I'm going to do a hundred, I'm going to do a hundred headlines for something, for selling soap. And you're going to give me 10 or 5. And I take that 100 and I run it through some kind of test simulation. Or I just do it, I just put it up on a social media platform with real humans or mostly humans or some humans anyway. And I see which one gets the most likes or, or clicks or whatever. And I take those top 10. Okay, now so far, no real human has been involved. I haven't looked at it. I don't care, right? I take those five and then I do a real test. Maybe I do even do it with direct mail. In other words, I can generate more garbage and I can winnow through more garbage with AI than I can waiting for you to come back with some ideas. You see that? I don't know. I hope you see it. Because that's where I'd go. If my life depended on creative and I didn't want to pay much for anybody, that's how I'd do it. And I got that from Scott Adams, who was the Dilbert creator. Very smart man. I'll tag him. Sometimes sometimes he, he, he DMs me back. But uh, either way, I, I always enjoy his work. What? So here's the greatest. This is one of the greatest articles ever. We're going to give it a full nine minutes. Because um, first of all, it has testing in the headline. How could you do better than that? Jeff knows my soul. Right. This is about direct marketing. This is not about direct mail per se or creative per se. Okay. He says, as a rule, response to a creative execution deteriorates over time. Now, according to Ritson and other recent studies, you know, like in in mass media, TV commercials, for example, there there is a halo effect that increases over time, and there is a and there is little deterioration except in the minds of the creatives who want to do a new commercial. So you have to be careful with this. And and I think Jeff says that throughout a couple of times in here. Okay? But it doesn't necessarily deteriorate. It depends a little on if you have a moving parade. And oftentimes direct marketing is like that. Okay? So so uh So let's say you have a tree trimming business, right? And it really heats up if there's like a hurricane or something like that. Andrew Ettinger talks about this. Okay, he's got uh, he's got a client like this, and the tree trimming business puts out a puts out a postcard every month to about twenty thousand people around New England, and uh, then Sandy hit, and they call it Superstorm, but it was it wasn't even a hurricane. It was just a tropical storm that got got there on on full moon, which made the tides rise and the surge you know the whole thing just was a well it's also the planning of the subways in new york that 
don't expect it ever to be raining a lot. <laughs> and they and they quit running. The pumps quit running when the, the water rises a little too high and then it really rises. So and everything drains downhill. So you're stuck. But anyway, all of that aside, uh, the tree trimming business just did it to get in your head so that when you need tree trimming, when you need a tree cut out of your house that's fallen on it, you know where to go. Okay, it's the opposite of being there at the right time. It's it's the development of of brand influence, long-term branding, long-term. When you need tree trimming, you'll call Acme Tree Trimming, whatever it is. When you need us, call us. Uh, and Andrew does a lot of HVAC also. I don't usually call HVAC people unless my heat, my furnace isn't working <laughs> or my air conditioner or something else, you know. And uh, but I know who to call. There's a sticker on my furnace, right? And uh, Andrew encourages that too. So so that aside, always be testing. ABT creative strategy. That was the first thing I learned in direct mail from Vic Hunter was always be testing. Okay, uh, you always want to find a new creative, but you also want to find tweaks and 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 other things. You know, do you have a lift letter? You know what a lift letter is? Well, call me if you want an hour of my time. Join the WDMA, pay a little money, and uh, we'll talk. Otherwise, we'll do 15 minutes. Happy to meet you. I love doing the 15-minute meetings, and they're always fun. And um, you know, just John at WDMA.org or reach out to me on LinkedIn. You're more likely to have LinkedIn work. Um, happy to happy to spend 15 minutes with you or uh, really look at your creative and uh, and that takes a little bit more. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of things that you can tweak. I gave a talk uh, at one of the national DMA shows in New Orleans long ago on testing. What to test when the well runs dry. It's exactly the problem. And you know, send me your creative and we'll talk about what to test. But the good tests are not the obvious. You know, like I got this one a couple months ago, right? And I talk, I've talked about it. And there's a QR code, but there's no offer. Okay? That, you don't need to test should you have an offer. You don't need to test should you have a response device. You know, if there's no, if there's no URL, no phone number, no address, <laughs> return address, no nothing... Right. It's not going to get responses. It, it may be effective as a branding tool, but it will not get responses. You know, I, Oakley handed me there when I was working with USPS with Elena Neely and we went into Oakley headquarters and they handed me their mailing piece. And I said, well, there's no there's no, no response device. How, did, how how would I even order these? Oh, it's in the body copy here. There's the 800 number or whatever. I said, no, that doesn't count. I've increased response 20, 30%. Just put it on there. Just make it big, right? It's not hard. You don't need to test that stuff. You don't need to test the big, big, big things. You don't need to test the trivial, trivial, trivial things like moving the button, moving the whether it bullet points as a star or, or a round button or something. Although, although Craig Huey does often mention things that I would think were pretty trivial. So part of what makes a good test is it's, it's, what have we already? What do we already know that's obvious, and what isn't going to have enough impact to make a difference? And it's in that middle ground that the great tests happen. Okay, and so this is about how Gunderson Direct approaches testing. 
First, getting the thing opened, and that applies even if it's a catalog. Not so much with a postcard. It kind of works. Postcards are kind of always open. Um, but test against a postcard because, like in South America, they don't trust the Postal Service. They don't like everybody knowing what you're offering them. Okay? And when we tested a number 10 in an, a number 10 envelope mailer with a letter, instead of a postcard, it had four times the response that the postcard did. So it depends on the culture, right? Um, and uh, marketing, timeliness is next to godliness. I don't know. That's, you know, that's, that's a digital thing. We never believed we could hit, it, hit the nail on the head. We wanted to create a long-term impression. We wanted to create compelling reason to make a decision now. But we didn't necessarily hope to get it there on the right day. Okay, that's not a thing. Not a thing in direct mail. So I don't worry too much about that, but it's good to tell them why you're writing. Okay, it's good to have an occasion. You know, so I'm okay with seasonal mailings, you know, with a holiday card or a Valentine's card if you're selling candy or something beforehand or a, you know, a Christmas in July, anything almost. I don't think they're very effective, but they're something to put on the outside of the envelope. Um, those are the kinds of things to test, but you can only test them like once a year. So test something else first. Test major stuff before you worry about the tweaks. This is almost kind of true. Unless you are, you're making major mistakes, which they probably aren't at Gunderson. So he means, you know, not the tweaks, but above the tweaks. But the major stuff they probably already know. Okay, address objections. Why don't people buy? Why are they not buying? Always something to think about, right? And sometimes you can answer it. Or you can avoid them in the first place. David Ogilvie talks about in his book, Confessions of an Ad Man. He talks about, you know, if you have kidney stones, read this ad or something. If you have bladder failure, read this ad. And he just says, you'll just rule out the people that don't. It's simple, right? Most people don't buy because they don't have the problem that you're trying to solve. So tell them the problem. And maybe you'll attract the people that do have the problem at least. And you'll rule out the people that don't. You know, I tried that theme with Cardizim when I was working on that campaign. <laughs> One of the first times they ever tried direct mail, Mary Merrill Dow. And I said, how about this? How about this ad? Mar <laughs> Cardizim users, read this ad or drop dead. <laughs> they didn't go for it. It would have been a, a super hit. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you still got to get client approval most of the time. Okay. What else are you saying and where? Think about online, you know, and... And Jeff mentions this down a little bit further. A lot of times you can do a really solid test all the way to EBITDA, ROI, in mail. But then you can leverage it into social media and mass media. You can find out what works and move it there. Make sure you do, okay? If it's close, retest. You know, one of the things that this doesn't get into is that you really want to think about why you're testing. Why? Right? It's the old observation, hypothesis, then test. Too many mailers over the years I've seen just come up with other things to test. Let's do a red envelope instead of a green one or instead of a white one or whatever. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Okay. Uh, and, and if you have an observation and then you have a hypothesis and the hypothesis is, is either confirmed or disconfirmed. Okay. So let's think of a test. Okay. Let's test um, when I worked for the Dil Billy Graham uh, Association, their type was too small in some of their ads. 
got no response at all zero response zero i went to, after an eight point type it was smaller than that the body copy was smaller than that zero responses okay so the hypothesis was the typeface matters okay now you do an a b split you can do that in your magazine ads oftentimes and you find out okay let's test the exact same creative exact same ads we'll do a, a nine point and a seven point do enough difference that it there is a difference or maybe a 10 point and a seven point and see what happens just that you'll have more white space the seven point it should be more more lovely more calming with the white space okay but you know i bet it would do zero okay and then you've confirmed it and then you can extrapolate it otherwise all you know is that that ad with the with the smaller type seemed to do worse you know but if you can extrapolate it, then you never do seven-point type again. Not until you get a new CMO. That's what happens. Okay, yeah. Test digital integration. I recommend you test backwards. You first, well, there's a way to fast test, as I mentioned, in, in digital. Then you take that as the observation, and you extrapolate that hypothesis and experiment against it. And then when you prove it for real, with mail, then you go back and reformulate your key benefits, your headline, and etc. The other thing that isn't in here is when it, we were testing creative, that was always secondary. The main thing we tested, and it is in here, I remember, because it says look into segments on the back end. List is the biggest factor. If you send if you send beard conditioning to, well, you might sell a few. If you sell it to wives, send it to wives who don't like their husband's scratchy beard. Uh, you might get a few. <laughs> you know, you never know. One of the big breakthroughs for, for uh, Victoria's Secret was that they they sort of accidentally mailed it to men at their office. And they, that got a big hit. <laughs> that was a big hit. That was a breakthrough. This was years back, you know, when nobody knew who they were. Uh, and Sports Illustrated once did a, uh, a commercial on Saturday morning television cartoons. And that was a big hit because the dad didn't care about watching the cartoons. He was just up with the kids so mom could sleep. And, you know, if you put a if you put the ad in the middle of a big football game, nobody wants to leave to go order their Sports Illustrated. And by the time the game's over, everybody's forgotten it. But in Saturday morning cartoons, the dad would get up, go over to the phone and oh yeah i'd like to get sports illustrated which they've been sending me lately i don't know i didn't subscribe i don't know why <laughs> gentlemen's quarterly sports illustrated a bunch of them are coming all of a sudden to my office i have no idea anyway so so think about the list yeah you can sometimes make mistakes and actually they work really well you know we once mailed a specialty catalog to um amusement park business it did great but they didn't pay <laughs> Back when we had open account. Anyway, so list is the first, and then you get to creative, and you can do uh, you can do two-dimensional testing at the same time if you know what you're doing. And again, if you want to talk about it, give me a call. My phone number is scrolling below. Have a great day. Like and share. This was a little bit long, but it was a master class from Jeff Terran and John Miglosh. Bye-bye. Repost.